You're listening to the Murder Speaks Podcast, the show that spills the tea about true crime. Here's your host, Wendy Hinbest. Welcome back to Murder Speaks. I hope everyone's having a great week. So today's real crime story is about 17-year-old Maureen Farley of Cedar Rapids, Iowa. She was born Sunday, July 4th, 1954 in Sioux City, Iowa. She was the oldest of seven siblings. She used to babysit her six younger siblings whenever her parents went out. She met and fell in love with David Farley and they got married when she was 15 years old. After Maureen got married, she had to move to Cedar Rapids for a while because her husband got into some trouble and had to serve some time at Anamosa's correctional facility. She wanted to be close to her husband so she can visit him. So she rented a room in a boarding house and got a job as a waitress at Weda's restaurant. She really missed her family. She would send them photos and she called them when she could because calling was expensive. Early on September 17, 1971, she borrowed some money for a pack of cigarettes. She was supposed to pick up her paycheck later that day, but she never showed up. When Maureen didn't show up for work on Monday, September 20th, her employer reported her missing. On September 24, 1971, a teenage boy and his friend were in the woods hunting and saw a female. She was sprawled out on top of an abandoned car. It looked like she had been dead for some time. There were no footprints or car tracks, and the girl did not have any shoes or socks on. Her feet were completely clean. It appears she had not gotten there on her own. Somebody must have carried her there, and she was dead before she got there. She was wearing a sweater that was pushed up above her bra, and her jeans were pushed down below her hips. It looked like a sexual assault occurred. She looked between 16 and 21 years old, and she was wearing a friendship ring on her right hand and an engagement ring and wedding ring on her left hand. Investigators think the body might have been there for about five days. There was no identification, and she was found in a secluded area. Somebody did not want her body found. The autopsy confirmed she was struck in the head and had an internal brain bleed that caused her death. There was evidence that she was sexually assaulted, and there was a missing person reported a week earlier. She was the girl that was reported missing by her employer. She was identified by her tattoos. The missing girl was 17-year-old Maureen Farley. She had been missing since September 17, 1971. The morning of Friday, September 17th, was the last day she was at work. She was supposed to visit her husband on the weekend and didn't show up. The police searched her room, and they found the diary, but her uniform was missing. Her purse was also missing. The manager in the boarding house heard somebody in her apartment, a man with a deep voice. Hey, don't forget to check out crystalkiss.com for my murder merch. Cool designs for all of you true crime addicts. If you live in the U.S. and buy three or more items, you'll get free shipping. Use discount code MURDER15, that's MURDER15, and save 15% on your entire order. 
check out my YouTube channel, Murder Speaks. The link is in the show notes. And there was a strong smell of cigar smoke. One of Maureen's friends told police that she had plans with an old friend that evening. Somebody saw them in Cedar Rapids. The day Maureen's body was discovered, the person Maureen had plans with checked himself into a mental hospital. The police questioned him, and he said he had nothing to do with her death. He even passed a lie detector test, but he still remained a suspect. Police continued to contact any guy she was in contact with. An inmate with Maureen's husband saw her when she visited her husband. He had a picture of her in his wallet. The police interviewed him, and he tells police he was nowhere near Cedar Rapids, and he was able to provide an alibi. Maureen was seen with an older man, a man by the name of George Smith. He befriended Maureen. He was 52 and she was 17. He was frequently at the diner where she worked, and he worked at a liquor store close to where she lived. He told Maureen he might be able to get her husband out of jail. The police questioned him. They asked him where he was when Maureen disappeared. He told police he was working. The case went cold. Then, in 2006, the case was reopened, and there was an untested DNA. The DNA did not come back with any hits. The case went cold again. Then, in 2015, the case was reopened. In 2017, detectives collected DNA from about 15 suspects and eliminated them all. The police went through the original suspects. George Smith was still a suspect but he passed away in 2013 at the age of 94. He smoked cigars. The landlord smelled cigars in Maureen's apartment when she disappeared, and he was very friendly with her. Earlier that year, he separated from his wife, and he had a part-time job hauling garbage. So he was familiar with the landfill. Maureen's mother suspected him and wrote to the police about her suspicions six months after her body was found but the police could not find any evidence to charge him. They wanted to get DNA from his body, but he was cremated. So they used forensic genealogy. They got a DNA sample from his daughter. September 24th, 2021, it was confirmed George Smith was the one who killed Maureen. And after 50 years, Maureen's killer was found. The police believe George convinced Maureen to go to his place. He wanted to have sex with her, and she fought back. He hit her in the head, loaded her body in his truck, and laid her body on the car and left. Maureen's father passed away without knowing what happened to her. Her brother David passed away in May 2009. All three of them are buried in the Calvary Cemetery in Sioux City. Wow, that is awful. And for anybody who knew Maureen Farley, I'm very sorry for your loss. Well, thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of Murder Speaks. I hope you enjoy it. Please like and subscribe. Check out my YouTube channel, Murder Speaks, for more real crime stories. Thanks for listening. Join me again on Murder Speaks. Thanks. Bye.